0: You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation.
1: This is Jesse, and in the future, Netflix will cancel everything that you like and replace it with documentaries produced by Tom Hanks.
2: This is Melanie, and in the future, movies will no longer be acted in. They will be animated by CGI animators. And so the actors can get as old and fat and lazy as they want to be. They'll still be beautiful on screen.
0: And this is Randy. In the future, Netflix will cancel the shows you like and replace them with CGI animated documentaries produced by Tom Hanks. Welcome to the Grolux Podcast. This is episode number eighty. Ooh. Eighty. That's crazy like.
2: It's already wearing its pants up to its
0: nipples and <laughs> <laughs> it won't care. Nope. It'll just tell you what it thinks. Yeah. To get off of our lawn. Yeah, yes. This episode is a poll list episode. But what's a poll list? Poll
2: list is a list that we put up a poll. And you vote on it, and then we read what you pick by your vote.
0: And you can uh, you can vote on that or add to it at grolixpodcast.com It's on the homepage, or you can click the little uh, t- tab, menu, whatever. You can navigate to
1: our poll list page, and you'll see the poll right there. What are we going to be reading for next month, then? Man, that's a real good question. Oh, that's my job. Okay, uh... <laughs> On the poll list, uh, we've got like seven items. So if you want to add more, that's fine. But there's a lot to vote on right mm-hmm. now. And the winner, number eight, the actual winner is Tank Girl with 21 percent of the vote. Ooh, yeah, I'm for
2: Tank Girl.
1: And then we have GI Joe and Chew in second place. They're tied. So Chew's good too. Well, you better go. You know what to do, Melanie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. You can vote. Rock. You could rock the vote. It's, hey, you're allowed. It's November. It's no. Uh, you, did you go out and vote, guys? I hope you did. Yeah, I hope you did. I did. Better. I did.
0: You better vote. I'm gonna right. do it. <laughs> yep. You better vote right. <laughs> That's all. Uh, don't <laughs> you
1: mean left? Don't you mean left?
0: Oh, oh. All oh, political. I, I thought quote? I was keeping it like ambiguous, but I wasn't. You're right. No.
1: Yeah. Or you, you're left. You vote your. You vote your conscience, ladies and gentlemen. You do that. You better vote my Wait. conscience. <laughs> mm-hmm. east of west though is our previous winner
0: oh t- by the way tank girl i've never read any tank girl i have not read it but i've seen the movie and we haven't I have a
1: whole lot of humble bundle
0: do you good because i didn't pick I it have up a ton i a ton. I, I, I said on, i said on twitter that i was thinking about picking it up but i didn't so
1: i feel like uh i feel like tank girl this is going to be a thing that we're going to have to maybe think about i mean we could go just straight classic but it's kind of like Judge Dread in that there's so much that we could yeah, you know, like read mm-hmm. that we maybe need to look at what do we wanna read?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that reminds me, listeners, if you do add stuff to the poll list and we don't mind if you just throw Tank Girl or Judge Dredd, I think, was the first one where we encountered this where we're like mm-hmm. it just said Judge Dredd and it's like, Well, there's a whole lot of Judge Dread. We don't mind. That I mean, that leaves it open, then we can, you know, kind of pick what seems like maybe the best to discuss or what's available. But if you have a specific volume of something like one of those series, um, that's fine. Otherwise, most, most stuff, if it's like a very sequential story, we'll just go with the first volume. Unless we've already read the first volume, in which case
1: we'll go with volume two. Yep. Like mm-hmm.
0: our somewhat recent, I guess a couple months old now saga episode. Yeah. We've done twice now on pull list. If you want to add it I again? Wouldn't... We'll read volume three. Right. Yeah. This episode, though, last month, the, the the chosen one, the chosen one, the chosen, mm-hmm. that's appropriate, uh, what was East Uh-oh. of West. So we read East of West, Volume 1, The Promise. Uh, and East of West is written by Jonathan Hickman. I can't recall what else we've read by him, but he has done a whole lot of work that people enjoy. <laughs> yeah, he, d- he, d- he writes things that people like, kind of like uh, Brian K. Vaughn. Exactly. Art by Nick Dragado says the trade paperback was published September 11th, 2013. I don't remember. I do have this in singles. I read the trade for, for this episode, but it seems like maybe about a year or so I was buying these in singles. I can't. So that must've been probably 2011, huh? And this is published by Image Comics. Let's do a little synopsis here. And this is according to the Image Comics website. This is the world. It is not the one we wanted but it's the one we deserve. This feels like, that's a Batman. <laughs> wait, wait a minute.
1: <laughs> I've heard that before. It
0: is not the one we wanted, but it is the one we deserved. The four <laughs> the four horsemen of the apocalypse roam the earth, signaling the end times for humanity, and our best hope for life lies in death. And so this was East of West number one through five. Mm-hmm. So I had, like I mentioned, I mentioned I have collected the floppies for a while. So I've read this before. I know Melanie's read this before. It's been a long time. And so this was my second read of these first few issues. And I can't say for beyond this, but it definitely made more sense to me the second time. I remember being supremely confused the first time reading this. And at least this first part made a little bit more sense to me this time.
2: Yeah, I I agree. I read it. I read it once before and on the reread, it did make more sense because there's a lot that is revealed later that until you know, that the beginning doesn't make it nearly as much sense, Mm -hmm. but knowing the I know now it it was much more cohesive.
1: And this was a first time read for you, Jesse. Yes, I have not. I I've had, I think I got this via humble bundle. Hey, uh, just a side note, Randy, tell us about our affiliate link with humble bundle. Hey, we're a humble partner, a humble partner. If you want to make a Humble purchase, you should go to – it's
0: It's not the most friendly. You know, it's an affiliate link. Humblebundle.com slash question mark equals Grawlix Podcast. Um, maybe I'll, <laughs> Is it really? I think question so. Question mark equals, yeah. Maybe I'll come up with a redirect. I can do that. That's a thing I can do. Yeah, go to dot Podcast.com slash Humble. It'll redirect to you. And then if you buy anything from the Humble store or get a Humble Bundle, which – the whole reason I signed Grawlix up as a partner is because me and Jesse tend to I, – I find we tend to recommend Humble Bundles a lot because they have great deals, you know, and the
1: whole charity thing. So I was like, you know what? Let's get a piece of that. <laughs> you can go down to the bottom and, and adjust uh, where the money goes. You know, still give some to charity, but, you know, if you're feeling charitable – uh, well, Uh Why not Zoidberg? Yeah, exactly. We can get a we can
0: we can get a little percentage of that, and you get to decide the percentage, which I actually like quite a bit because most of the time when I buy stuff from Humble Bundle, I adjust the percentage myself and give the cha- mm-hmm. give charities more because you know why not? The companies are doing a nice thing, but you know what? They don't need that big of a cut. <laughs> Same with us. Right. Same with us. Y- you know what? You could even put it. I don't know how low you can go, but you put it down to nothing if you want.
1: But hey, use our link and
0: and it's but
1: beneficial win, win, win. Yes. Oh, so, uh, yeah. What was my point there? Oh yeah. I got this through humble bundle and, uh, this is the first time I'd ever read it. And yeah, it was totally confusing. I mean, I'm not totally confusing. Uh, you know, like I get, I get the basic premise of it, but it's, it really does plunk you down right in something that's been happening for a long time and you're left to kind of figure it out along the way, which is, which is fine. I actually prefer that, but, uh, You have to be ready to be in it for the long haul, I think, because obviously this stuff gets revealed over time. You see that within the course of the first five issues, even.
2: Yeah. And uh, I'll say more so from the first time I read it, I remember getting a little confused about which characters were for which nation or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, there's some of them that are a little bit similar. And I was like, wait a minute. Is this the the, union guy or the, you know, whatever guy? type of thing i mean this time it was much easier but but either way i like it i loved it It the first time i read it i love it this time when i read it just so you guys know since you don't remember any uh the second book is even better
1: as i say it it checks a lot of my boxes you start out with three of the four horsemen of the apocalypse and so we're in the end times so I, i tend to enjoy a good uh, post-apocalyptic romp anyways throw the literal embodiments of the uh four horsemen of the apocalypse in there and uh i'm probably on board
2: yeah it, it, it's great it gets i mean i don't know if i would call it racist necessarily but they definitely did some separating of peoples and that's very stereotyped that's maybe the only bad thing i could say about it personally
1: Well, and right off the bat, they kind of, uh, with the title, they go East of West. So we've got a little bit of like a a Western idea and we've got the Eastern idea specifically in the new Shanghai country, or I'm still kind of fuzzy on where these things are because they, they'll say like across the world, but new Shanghai is not like where old Shanghai was. It's not literally across the world, is it? No. So, I mean, like, that's, that's the only thing was like, I don't know where we are. (laughs) Like, like, are we, is new Shanghai part of the United States now? It seemed like a lot of things are happening in the United States, but not everything was happening there.
2: I think I am not certain, but I want to say it's not really even relevant anymore. Like the continents aren't where they used to be or something of that nature. Oh, okay. So what used to be America isn't even there. It's mushed with some other place or I don't know. So it starts off. Yeah, with the four horsemen of the or three of the four horsemen of the apocalypse.
1: So that's uh, was that war, famine, or is it fa- is it famine or pestilence?
2: War, famine, and then the sick, like sickness, which is pestilence, right? Yeah, yeah, that's the three of them, and then death.
1: Uh, looks like it's war, conquest, and famine.
2: And I don't know. I don't know how much we can get into what happens or what we find out happened, but we always give spoilers anyway, right?
1: Yeah,
0: which, yeah. yeah, just. Give a spoiler warning. Just, hey, we're doing spoilers now.
2: <laughs> so we start off and we find them being, I don't know, born or whatever, created again. Just, oh, there's only the three of them and the one's missing. And then shortly after that, you get to meet him. You get introduced to him, Death, the fourth one. But he's their children and he's an adult because he didn't actually die like he was supposed to or whatever to be reborn. He was still an, still an adult from his last lifetime. And he's searching for something and he's killing people along the way because of course he's dead. So that's what he would do. Yeah. I guess it is really confusing, isn't it?
1: Well, it's like an alternate history. So like right after we see them being reborn, we also get the idea that this is happening. Like the timeline that we know has taken a turn somewhere around the civil war. So this is like an alternate history, but in the future. When does this take place? Is it in the future? Is it still in like the 1900s? Oh, that's a good question. Because it's clearly an alternate history because basically it takes a left turn right around the Civil War and then a comet hits. And then it jumps. And it does say there are mentions of timeframes
0: because because the first two parts of the message or whatever Mm -hmm. were written. And then like the third part, the final part was written way later. And I'm not sure how long after that that this story is to, supposed to take place, but I, it does seem futuristic. We got um, robot
1: hands and all sorts of stuff.
0: Yeah, but it, what's what makes it really weird? The setting is super interesting. It's got a mix of you know saloons and Union soldiers running around, but also robots and weird yeah. robotic horse motorcycle things. <laughs>
1: uh, you got a bartender with a cybernetic something going on that eye like what? A, yeah he's got one eye that's like all uh clockwork orange open, and then you got another eye that's practically a sentient being under an on its patch. own yeah.
0: yeah uh it's really weird I think it's kind of futuristic I guess it could be now it's just because of their alternate history technology developed differently and is there magic I mean other than like the death stuff there's kind of like a magic because you've got death's companions can turn into animals and they right. call them witches.
1: And I'm wondering if that gets explained because I'm like, he he alludes to this price that he's paid. And I assume that has something to do with them because like he's changed quite a bit uh, based on the flashbacks that we get later. You see elements of that in both of his companions. Yeah.
2: 1908 was when the first two books of the the message, Oh,
0: okay. Or the prophecy, the apocalyptic prophecy, basically. Mm
2: -hmm. And then the last one was whenever this Shanghai guy died. Okay. And that, yeah, the meteorite or whatever comet must have had a big impact on everything.
1: Is that when it, is that when it kind of, I think it diverges earlier because like what happens is, uh, they're having the civil war and then the, the, uh, the tribes get involved. Like, um, what they say red red cloud becomes the chief among chiefs and uh and then he involves himself in the civil war so it's basically like the civil wars happening and they're sniping both sides at the same time and then the comet hits and then they all decide to knock it off
0: it's pretty interesting yeah i have no grasp on what the government is because it doesn't
1: it seems like multiple governments
2: it is multiple governments it's seven nations Oh, oh yeah.
1: is it? All, all in the United States or all in the Americas? Like, yeah. It, yeah. It,
0: it, it's the United States, basically. Because there's the White Tower, the Black Tower, the... Uh, what was the, the... there's We don't Wuhan really get had,
2: it. Yeah, the nation and the kingdom. And then... Let's see what else we're ones.
0: What's Yeah, what's the New Orleans one?
2: That's the kingdom.
0: That's the kingdom. And then there's the Texas. Like, is yeah. its own thing. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> don't mess with Texas.
0: Reading through it this time, it didn't seem as confusing just because... I feel like the really confusing stuff will be yet to come because this is just introducing people and situating them. It's a lot of people. It's a little confusing because it's a lot of people going after other people. Yeah. And for most of the time, you don't know who's like, what it doesn't help when they like kill
2: off people either. I know that although it was probably one of the best parts of the whole thing when they, after they killed the president and then they just like kept killing everybody down the line until they got the
0: line of, yeah, that To somebody decision. who believed in the message. Yeah. And the how the four horsemen actually work is unclear. They definitely have some type of regeneration doctor thing going on.
2: Right. I think it might be sciencey more so than magic. I could uh-huh. be wrong, though.
1: <laughs> it's a science <laughs> It was magic. very Mum-Ra from Thunder to go Thundercats on it. You know, it's like uh, the ever-living. And then uh, War is like, I don't like this part. You know, and and they're uh-huh. like, what the killing? I like the killing. No, the being a kid. I used to be a warrior with, I
0: don't remember the exact word, something like awesome, awesome lady parts. Now I'm a gross boy or something like
1: that. I yeah. thought that was funny, right? Which you don't understand until you get into the uh, flashbacks that happen later in the book.
2: I like the one one of them though. It's like, no, I like this part when you you go at them and there's like a little kid killing them and the look on their face.
1: <laughs> there's some clever banter, some fun fun narrative stuff. There's some, yeah,
0: there's some really good lines and some dialogue and just sequences of just like, just characters being cool. <laughs> like, well,
1: yeah, yeah. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of like a man walks into a bar kind uh, of thing.
0: Uh-huh. Oh yeah. When death and his companions walk into that bar the first time they, he picks a fight with these union guys. And then, you know, of course they're not going to, they they don't, they don't serve those kind referring to like the native American type, the, right. uh, the witchy characters that he hangs out with. But then we get these crazy panels where it's just like chaos in the background. Those two were killing all the soldiers in the bar and Death's standing there with the bartender. And he has this line about, uh well, that's a mighty grim look you're wearing. It's just like this attitude. I don't know. I like it. You can tell it's very influenced by just Westerns. And
2: I like when the, when the Colonel Sanders guy, Meets death, and he's trying to, you know, talk him into being his friend or whatever. Not friend <laughs> exactly, but yeah, partner.
0: He that guy's written well. Yeah, I like the dialogue a lot. The setting is so bonkers. That's the thing that that's the main thing that I remembered is like this weird bit business with the four horsemen, but they're like there's some kind of falling out, and then the crazy setting. And those are the main takeaways for me from this book. And it looks, I'm a little conflicted on. The faces sometimes, but I like the artwork. I think it looks really good. The coloring oh, yeah. is is pretty
1: fantastic.
2: I like I like more. Well, I like it all, I guess. But I like the sci-fi stuff. I think it's drawn really, really well.
1: Mm-hmm. I also like the like spot contrast. You know, like Death and his companions. They are done in black and white, set against a world that's basically normal in terms of coloring.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And speaking of like contrast, I like. A lot of this book is bouncing between characters in this big, empty desert, and then it'll jump to insanely overcrowded sci-fi city, and I just like... And then Campfire,
1: yeah, Campfire, and there's buffalo, (laughs) because of course there's still buffalo roaming. Yep. And the one guy (laughs) carries back a full buffalo and roasts it. (laughs) Yeah, he turns into a wolf, kills it, carries it back, Colossus style. Uh Uh-huh.
2: Yeah. And, and they eat ob- the whole thing. <laughs> there's obviously some kind of magic going on in the whole world too because of because of that. Like where yeah. they you know, turn into wolves and birds and bullcrap.
1: Oh, uh one of the things that I was like, okay, it's it's interesting because it's based on like current world events, but like I uh until recently, which this will this will color Maybe your opinion of my political views. But until recently, I had no idea uh, what the uh, line of secession was in the United States. And uh, they they bring that into uh, crystal clear uh, clarity (laughs) in in their like their process of elimination. Like, okay, so uh, death death walks into a bar. Then death walks into what would be the White House, which is the white pillar And, uh, and, and kills a guy and then kills another guy and kills another guy, you know, like they they just keep killing people until they find the leader they want, Mm -hmm. or I guess, I guess he kills the president and then they kill whoever they have to, to get to the person they want in power.
2: And it, but it lists, it lists who they all are too. It's like speaker of the house, the, this, that, the attorney general.
1: Yep. It seems like not too long ago, the left was talking about, oh, how many, how many, uh, you know, how many stages of Kevin Bacon here before we get somebody that, you know, isn't who we got. Yeah. yeah and then people sending bombs to mm-hmm, lists mm-hmm. Of people
0: Um, beyond the setting, the genre, like it's just a, such a jumble of things. And for the most part, for me, it works. Because Death's on a revenge kick. He's yeah. doing his Western That's, revenge movie thing.
2: It, it's basically a revenge story.
0: But then you've got this other... You've got a little bit of this kind of political stuff going on with the... Um, are, they're not the followers. Are they? What were they called? The the, the, the Chosen? chosen? Yeah. yeah, where they're all leaders of their respective nations. and.
2: No, I don't even think it's so much that. I mean, yeah, it is that, that they're the leaders. But they're the Chosen because they're making the message happen.
0: But they're also like... There's not a lot of it in here, I, I would suspect. And again, I don't remember a whole lot from the series going forward, but I would suspect there's more of it. But they're also like, especially with that Colonel Sanders looking guy, kind of jockeying a little bit like they're there's a little bit of a political jockeying going on within that group. Mm-hmm. Then the kids doing this, they're, a you know, apocalypse thing. It's 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 just an interesting mix of all kinds of things from the setting to the, the storytelling genre itself.
2: And well, it was a love story at one point, but not 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 anymore.
0: I was surprised by that that she was, you know, was of like, course no. we get another big reveal at that point, but okay. that's when right. we're introduced to the the what will be the beast or something. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: The antichrist.
1: Or the technochrist. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Really?
1: He's <laughs> like a he's like uh I don't know, like a man-made sociopath kind of thing. It's like fe- feeling—I don't know how to feel because you've plugged me into a machine since I was old enough to not even stand.
2: Yeah, and and it teaches him things incorrectly too.
1: Right, their version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not really sure where else to go with this. Um, you have to experience it. it you kind of have to like react to events as they unfold in this thing. Like I said, like you don't—you don't have a. A backstory. You find out the backstory as you go along. And so, like, you know, you show up at New New Shanghai and you watch that attack happen and you don't know why it's happening really until it's happening. Because then you get flashbacks interspersed in the battle and you're like, oh, this is why this is happening and this is why it's important. And same with establishing the world.
0: And it does this actually pretty well. It's not like big info drops on info dumps on you. To setting up the rest of the story it's like the story's happening and then we go over here and it's like oh now we're in new shanghai and what's this situation and you kind of find out through a little bit of dialogue before <laughs> it's basically decimated but it doesn't worry about establishing that until it's relevant to what's about to happen
2: i was surprised that there was not really any of the kingdom in here and then
0: like I, I guess they don't
2: start talking about that one until the next book
0: let the world naturally un- unfold, I guess, uh, in front of the reader. So that's – that's, I like that. It's handled well.
2: Yeah, but it's hard to review or s- s- give a synopsis for it.
0: It's super hard because it's really even hard to d- dive into without a larger overview of what the story is. Like we have the setup. We kind of know what it is, mm-hmm. you know, and it's as as we've said. But it hasn't gone anywhere yet. It's just starting to come together and yeah. move forward. And if I remember right, I kind of had that feeling the whole first like 12 issues reading it. Like I never knew, felt like it was, had gotten anywhere. It was just moving, <laughs> which I, it sounds like a criticism, but no, it's not. Yeah. Not necessarily. It's
1: just
2: a living thing.
1: Yeah. We, we, uh, we, it's, it's interesting because it, like even the things you think you know going through this, like death, he rides on a pale horse or whatever. Well, he rides on this like weird looking, I don't know, like, techno animal thing and then then he like crashes that thing when he's doing the whole attack on new shanghai and then like this thing like it crashes but then it starts leaking like lava or something from what appears to be its eye and it starts like attacking on its own and then it starts blasting things like cyclops
0: yeah it's that's wild that's one of the craziest little things because I think when you first see it, it's even like sitting down kind of and it's shaped weird. And it's like, what is that? How did he just hops on this? It almost looks like a A mechanical
2: mini cement mixer. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. With like insect legs at first, the when it sits down, but it's got motorcycle handlebars on it and he hops on it. And then later you see it and it looks like it probably has like a horse gallop. (laughs) It's so weird. And then it turns out that big glowing Thing where a head face would be is a cannon, like uh, yeah, laser cannon, and
1: it's just wild. I was just thinking about this because we got a little bit of feedback from Patrick from Make Dad Read Comics, and he mm-hmm. was mentioning how didn't didn't they do an episode on this? Uh, I believe so. Dad was totally confused. I was like, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. This is even right up his alley, you know. Like they re- they they would read a lot of alternate history kind of stuff was like, whoa, <laughs> like who, who would you recommend this to you?
2: I would recommend it to people who like weird stuff and post-apocalyptic
1: stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. If you like, uh, four horsemen type stuff, this is, I mean, you're going to be hooked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're, they're the main characters.
0: Totally.
2: My type of book, man. It's like perfect for me.
1: I dig that they don't like, uh, totally work together either. You know, like, yeah. I mean, yeah, you got the three that seem to work together, but even they don't seem to totally agree all the time, right? It's also a
0: weird. It's an interesting take on the four horsemen because it usually just seems like they're these beings that just do what they do and they don't like
2: have any personality,
0: exactly. And these all have personality, and a big part of the issue is death fell in love with someone, and that messed the whole plans up. Mm -hmm. So
1: Yoko Ono,
0: yeah, yeah, and. And you're right, the other three who are still on plan and mad that Death bailed on them, uh, but yeah, they they still have their own personalities and their quirks and they don't necessarily get along. And mm-hmm. Could this be made into a live action thing? I mean, of course oh. it could be, but do you think it could work? I think it'd be awesome if somebody could actually pull it off. And I want to say this was possibly optioned as a TV show at some point. I don't know if that'll actually ever come to be. Now, that would be better. Than a film. Definitely for the storytelling. Yeah, for sure.
2: I think they should wait until there are any actors and everything is animated by CG people. And then, uh, <laughs> yes. And then they should make it a mini series.
1: I was, I was actually thinking, uh, that it reminded me an awful lot of, uh, Westworld. Yeah. Because of all the reveals that happen in the process.
0: And like, it's got that awesome mix of like weird old timey Western Yes, sci-fi, super futuristic sci-fi. So,
1: yep. So HBO, that's that's my vote. And I want to say, if it was, where did I get this? Maybe
0: Wikipedia. So who knows? But I want to say Amazon might have been ones who optioned. I'm look.
1: I'm looking at the Wikipedia page right now because I was curious about those four horsemen. Uh, But yes, yes uh, to your question. Amazon Studios, Skybound Entertainment, and Hickman are developing an hour-long series with a word i can't pronounce
0: it was like i think it was like a different title Tran- oh transhuman
1: transhuman, transhuman. I, can, I can pronounce that i it just looked weird i'm not super
0: familiar with a lot of amazon stuff but this seems like something they'd have to pour money into because yeah. you are gonna have to like i mean that I yo mean, even, I, I i feel like most blockbusters anymore are just cg movies with live action actors in it so like th- you'd have to do a ton of cg for the backgrounds and stuff. But then again, like all the Western stuff, that wouldn't
1: be that bad. No. And, and you could scale back a little bit of the, uh, cyborg stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, it doesn't have to like this. There's a lot of establishing shots in this to show you the world. And so, you know, they don't necessarily have to do that all the time. So that would cut down on some of the CG budget, but I want to see, I want to see how this mechanical horse thing works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, no. I want to see it in motion. I bet it'd be creepy. Yeah, whatever. if it's if they did it right, I bet it would be creepy.
1: It would be like uh Tim Burton when he was still cool.
0: Yeah, right? It was a long time ago.
1: <laughs> oh, hot take. Oh boy. <laughs> Not so hot. Not so hot of a take. No, I don't whatever. think so. I don't think <laughs> anymore. I think a lot of people cool feel well, what was it? I was talking to I mean, name dropping here and we talked about it last episode. Uh, Christopher Mim, we were talking about, like he's a big fan of Tim Burton pre-Big Fish. Big Fish was the movie that he basically worked through all of his daddy issues, and after that, it's never been the same. That makes sense, yeah. Like, you know, artists, they they work through their pain, and once you've worked through it, there you go. It's (laughs) kind of hard to make actual art after that. Where's where's the, the soul is gone? Yeah. This real art comes from pain. <laughs> so all the people who love Johnny Depp, Tim Burton stuff are going to be like, "What? <laughs> we're we're saying that Edward Scissorhands is good. Every everything else is awful."
0: Wait, no, wait. People still like his movies, and but I don't think it's an extremely hot take to say that he's because I think people are also kind of played out on the style because at this yeah. point it's like the movies aren't as good as they were but there's still just the style, and it kind of feels a little
1: empty. So Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. I can still keep painting in the same style that I've been painting, but I don't have a story to tell necessarily. Let someone else write it.
0: But now Disney will pay me to paint
1: these paintings. Yeah, yes, exactly. What do you need? Okay. Oh, you need an Alice in Wonderland? We can do that. Oh, I didn't like that either. No. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, that's we, it. We've lost the mission on this one. Uh, like Tim Burton lost his soul. I, <laughs> I I did like it, but I am confused. And I I do realize I have to keep reading uh, to get less confused, I guess. That's
2: why they do it. You have to keep reading.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like I must
1: know. Does Hickman do? What else does Hickman do? He's also He's, really well known for his Fantastic Four run. Which is ironic because we have the the four horsemen and then the fantastic four. So it's the fantastic four and then the not, not fantastic four.
2: So it's great. We recommend it to everyone who likes weird stuff and weird stuff in apocalypses.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I enjoy it. I agree. Letters page. We have no letters. We usually don't have letters the second. Yeah. We usually don't. The second episode of the month. Oh, did you guys have
2: them
1: in the first half? We did not. No. Oh.
2: Well, what's up, people? Come on, get up off your buttocks
0: and get in some letters. <laughs> I
1: think, yeah, I know people are busy. I think, and come uh, and meet the letter people. I'm, I'm just gonna keep making that reference. No one remembers it. It,
2: it sounds like something <laughs> I might have heard once, but
1: I don't. It was a PBS show for like uh, Sesame Street age children. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds familiar to me. There were puppets. There were there were puppets that each had a letter on them. It was cool, super cool.
2: What about that one guy who wore like his intestines and, and organs on his clothes?
1: Oh, Slim Goodbody, yeah,
2: yeah, I remember that guy. Yeah,
1: no letters. Page time travel.
0: Randy will tell you about where to send letters to, and you should listen to him because he's from the future and he has knowledge that we
1: don't have yet. He's wise. He's only twenty m- episodes in the future, so that's true. Take it with a grain of salt. That's true. Don't let him. Don't let him fool you. Yeah. Or shave you? He will. he
0: shave Jasper too. He will have a. He has. A, <laughs> he apparently wants to shave everybody because he doesn't want anybody else with beards and he's to rival shave his me? own. Yes. I, I
1: wonder if this is. Uh, I don't want to share my legs anymore. So. This is primer rules, Randy. So you you really have to like watch your back. I have to come when he's done. How many? Yeah, I, I wonder so. how,
0: how many copies in is it as he started to degrade <laughs> I don't, I don't because know. He's, he's starting to glitch like, out their motor oh. functions start to decline as they get copied. I think. Never mind. then. I don't want
1: to
2: shave my legs. He's going to glitch out.
0: No, he's still, he's the one that really wants to shave your legs.
1: <laughs> but the, but the reasons are unclear. <laughs> we vary.
0: <laughs> we just do prefer not to ask him. We don't want to know the answer. A weird.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is a strange aside. Yeah. This is
0: Randy from in the future. And I have a very important message for you. The Grawlix Podcast is missing something, and that something is you. Join our Letters Page segment. If you have thoughts on what we're reading, what we just read, what we're about to read, what you're reading, or you just want to say hi, send us an email to letters at GrawlixPodcast.com and we'll read and discuss your letter on the show. What the devil? What are you doing here? Hey folks, this is Randy from further in the future. And what my former self neglected to mention is we also have a Google Voice line. You can call it, leave a message, and we will play that message on the next episode of the Grawlix Podcast. Try to keep it under two minutes. Whatever you want to talk to us about, talk to us about it. Ideally, something related to the show. Dial 559-426-6427 or, if this helps you remember, 559 comics type that into your phone you'll be connected to our voicemail leave us a message and we will play it on the show This is getting ridiculous Get out of my way, get out of my way This is Randy from even further in the future And what these two knuckleheads neglected to mention is If you'd rather send us an mp3 recording of yourself to play on the show You can hit that email, again that's letters at com With an mp3 attachment and we'll play it during the show Just try to keep your language clean and keep it under two minutes Also, hey bonehead, did you just shoot our younger self? Yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's cool Shouldn't we be doing the Marty McFly disappear from the picture act right now? No, it's fine. He he was a time remnant. Oh, a time That doesn't make sense. That do, a time remnant doesn't make sense. At some point, older Randy has to travel back to talk to younger Randy. But if older Randy kills younger Randy, younger Randy never gets to become older Randy and travel back in time. It's time travel, not cloning. We're not cloning and sending ourselves back. We're just time traveling. You don't know that. We could be operating on primer rules. In that case, there can only be one.
1: This is Jesse. It's a Grolix of a thing, killing a man. Take away all he's got and all he's ever gonna have. This has been Randy. Grolix has got nothing to do with it.
2: This is Melanie. Are you mad at me for Grolix and your friend?
0: Thank you for listening to the Grawlix Podcast, music and production by Randall Sylvie, hosted by Jesse Kiefer, Melanie Crawford, and Randall Sylvie. For more Grawlix Podcast, visit growlixpodcast.com. It's G-R-A-W-L-I-X podcast.com.
1: Hey, this was our thanksgiving episode so you know pretty good time to have a story about uh you know how we marginalize the native americans oh even in, you're right <laughs> even in an alternate timeline even yeah. in an alternate timeline they can't catch a break come on europeans man who are, are also my ancestors <laughs> yes i'm shaming you and myself well we should
2: yep, it better. continues it continues today
1: Yep. Those who uh, refuse to learn from the past are doomed to repeat it.
0: Well, a lot of people don't pay attention (laughs) to that. Yeah, I know. I know. That's (laughs) that's, that's hitting us real hard right now.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) It's not great. Uh, So, happy Thanksgiving. (laughs) (laughs) That's a Grawlix Thanksgiving send-off if ever I heard one.
0: And if you're in the U.S., happy Thanksgiving. Just remember what your people did to get here. Um. <laughs> right. And what you continue to do. If you're in Canada, what do they have? They have boxing day. Is that that's boxing day. Yeah, around they, Thanksgiving, they already right?
1: had their Thanksgiving. Like, a Oh uh,
0: yeah. They, oh, we missed it. They, they beat us to being thankful and grateful. They do it before Halloween. Uh,
1: I feel like uh, they're doing it. Well, do they still yeah. do Halloween? There's know. countries that don't everyone do should do
2: Halloween.
0: Yeah.
1: So if I show up, will they give me like uh imported donuts in my <laughs> trick or treat bag? Yeah oh good
0: but the bag will be covered in maple syrup so it'll be very uncomfortable to carry
1: yeah hmm i'm (laughs) I'm I'm trying to navigate this like are they (laughs) like america and they have like hand sanitizer little kiosks all over the place Yes, I can't if- walk. I can't walk like 10, uh, 10 steps without a, a hand sanitizer thing in my buildings.
0: They so. do, but it's maple syrup in there.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. You've got to cool. have That's it good. at all times. I mean, consistency is key. I don't care what kind of consistency. Uh, clearly, syrupy. But you yeah, people riff on Canada a lot, but you know what? If the main
0: thing that we have to make fun of them is maple syrup, they're doing all right.
1: Yeah, really, really, and and that joke yeah. is pretty played out too. Like yeah. we. We like we got. That's how little we have on you. That's all we got on. But you guys. we're gonna keep hitting it. We'll keep hitting it because it's
0: funny. I mean, what do we got? We you can't make fun of us. There's nothing
1: embarrassing no, about us. No, there's not. We don't do anything embarrassing. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Just leave <laughs> it at that. <laughs> oh, awkward.